Hi guys, this is Fiona from IELTS Exam Training Courses and this podcast is brought to you by the Members Academy. Today is Christmas Eve and I tried desperately to find something IELTS related which was relevant to holiday celebrations but I couldn't find anything. So instead we're going to do a listening which is called The Social History of the East End of London. I kind of thought it is related because it's about the Victorian age and it was of course the Victorians who invented Christmas. They decided that we should buy presents for each other and put Christmas trees up. So when people say that they don't celebrate Christmas I don't either. I just do all the stuff that the Victorians did. I don't think it's even possible to avoid it if you tried. Um, If you live in the UK, at least, I don't particularly celebrate Christmas, but I have to buy cards and presents. And so that's all thanks to the Victorians. So this listening also practices something I think is useful, which is passives. Um, This week I've been talking a lot about the plurals in listenings and I made a YouTube video about the third person S and plurals and how important they are in gap fill in listening tests. But also passives are hugely important. Why? Well, Imagine you have to write questions about a text. Well, you need to paraphrase the text in some way to write your questions. One very simple way of doing that is to change active to passive. And it happens a lot in the reading as well. So I'm going to point out a few examples taken from this specific listening. Um, The other benefit about this listening is that It's Christmas Eve, so I don't think I'll have time to put this on my website tonight. Um, So you don't need it. All you need to do is listen at the moment and I'll put it on my website when I can. Okay, so this is a section four, which means it's a lecture. Um, It's divided into two types of questions. The first one is gap fill and there's a table and it goes through the different centuries. So each century has a sentence and a gap. And then there are just three questions at the end where you choose three things from a list. I found this very difficult, actually. Um, So I think, again, it will be useful to look at why it was difficult. So the heading of the table is Social History of the East End of London and it starts in the first to fourth centuries. So that's the first period and it says um, the, the other half of the table is the situation and the situation produce from the area was used to the people of London. Just a note there that this caused confusion with my students. Produce from the area. I'm putting the stress on the first syllable, produce, which means it's a noun. I've talked about that a lot in my Advent adventure this month when the noun form has a different stress from the verb form. 
So if you look at all those words beginning with X, for example, export, export is the noun, export is the verb. So the stress changes to the second syllable in the verb. You don't really need to worry too much about it, but it exists in a lot of words. I was quite surprised when I was reading them out yesterday how many there are actually. So this is one. And it did cause confusion for my students because they thought it meant the verb to produce, which doesn't make sense. So produce from the area was used. And once you know the word produce means things which have been produced, then you can guess the answer. Produce from the area was used to mm, the people of London. So that is the first gap. And I'm going to read that first gap. So, in the last few weeks, we've been looking at various aspects of the social history of London. And this morning, we're continuing with a look at life in the area called the East End. I'll start with a brief history of the district and then focus on life in the first half of the 20th century. Back in the 1st to 4th centuries AD, when the Romans controlled England, London grew into a town of 45,000 people. And what's now the East End, the area by the River Thames, and along the road heading northeast from London to the coast, consisted of farmland with crops and livestocks, livestock which helped to feed that population. That is it. That was our first question. So this area from London to the coast, uh, which is where I live, consisted of farmland with crops and livestock. Crops being plants, livestocks being food, uh, animals, sorry, um, helped to feed the population. So the answer was feed to feed the people of London. People of London is the population. Crops and livestock is the food, the produce. Um, they are key words. They are in my agricultural uh, mind map. Um, crops and livestock, absolutely essential for IELTS. And you can see them again there. Okay, let's move on. Question 32 is about the 5th to the 10th centuries. It says, new technology allowed the production of goods made of something and something. So, we need to know what these goods were made of. Um, you could probably guess a few materials. You could probably guess it's not plastic. So, let's listen. The Romans left in 410 at the beginning of the 5th century. And from then onwards, the country suffered a series of invasions by tribes from present-day Germany and Denmark, the Angles, Saxons and Jutes, many of whom settled in the East End. The technology they introduced meant that metal and leather goods were produced there for the first time. And as the East End was by the river, 
ships could transport goods between there and foreign markets. Okay, nothing difficult there. They said um, metal and leather goods were produced there. That is the passive metal and leather goods were produced there. And the question says the production, so the noun form production of goods made of, and you need metal and leather. Notice the spelling of leather. It's L-E-A-T-H-E-R. So leather, not leather, which it looks like. Question 33, the 11th century. Lack of something in the East End encouraged the growth of businesses. Lack of something. So lack of meaning not enough. Encouraged the growth of businesses. Well, in the 11th century, in 1066 to be precise, the Normans conquered England and during the next few centuries, London became one of the most powerful and prosperous cities in Europe. The East End benefited from this and because there were fewer restrictions there than in the city itself, plenty of newcomers settled there from abroad, bringing their skills as workers, merchants or moneylenders during the next few hundred years. So, um, we want to know how the East End benefited or why the businesses there benefited. What was there less of, a lack of? And it says, because there were fewer restrictions there. That's it, restrictions. That is our first plural. And a T-I-O-N-S spelling is very typical also of uh, an IELTS gap fill. Next, we've got the 16th century and two gaps. First gap is 34. My students missed this one simply because of the short sound and long sound, which I will explain later. Construction of facilities for the building of something stimulated international trade. So construction means they built facilities. Why? To build something else. And this stimulated international trade. So let's listen. In the 16th century, the first dock was dug where ships were constructed, eventually making the East End the focus of massive international trade. That's it. The first dock was dug, so that's the construction of facilities, where ships were constructed. So the building of ships, and it's the short I sound, not sheep which is the animal, of course. So the answer is ships and it's plural. Question 35. Agricultural workers came from other parts of something to look for work. So we, know, we need to know where these agricultural workers came from. And this one is tricky. 
In the late 16th century, when much of the rest of England was suffering economically, a lot of agricultural workers came to the East End to look for alternative work. Well, the answer there was very easy to miss. The answer was England, um, because it said the much of the rest of England was suffering and agricultural workers came from England, the rest of England, to look for work. So the answer for 35 is just England. 17th century, well, it says marshes were drained, another passive. Um, Sorry, forgot to mention 34 was a passive as well because it said the building of ships and it meant the ships were constructed. 36, the marshes were drained to provide land that could be something on. All right, I won't say anything yet. So it says... In the 17th century, the East End was still a series of separate, semi-rural settlements. There was a shortage of accommodation, so marshland was drained and built on to house the large numbers of people now living there. So we know the marshes were drained. It says the marshland was drained to provide land that could be something on. Again, a bit of background knowledge here. Why would you drain land? Well, of course, you want to build on it. But this is in the passive and it says the land that could be built on. Built is the answer. B-U-I-L-T. Notice the pronunciation is built, not built. Um, Also, in terms of pronunciation, the reason my students missed this is something I talked about in the pronunciation challenge. Um, When you have a vowel like on and the consonant before it is T from built, the T will move to the vowel. So instead of saying built on, you will hear built on and built on. And my students think, what's built on? And of course, it's the two words in connected speech which go together. Um, Go and have a look at my um, Instagram and Facebook challenge from December 2018, you can see there's a list of very common ones like an apple, where it's an apple becomes an apple or an orange becomes an orange. And the same happens here. And it's a reason why people miss quite simple words, because the simple words are in fast connected speech, which causes changes. All right, let's go to question 37. 19th century, inhabitants lived in conditions of great something with very poor sanitation. Okay, we're looking for a noun, conditions of great something. And this is the Victorian period. Again, a bit of background knowledge and you'd you'd be able to guess this. 
By the 19th century, London was the busiest port in the world and this became the main source of employment in the East End. Those who could afford to live in more pleasant surroundings moved out and the area became one where the vast majority of people lived in extreme poverty and suffered from appalling sanitary conditions. So the sanitary conditions, appalling, synonym is very poor sanitation. But what we want is great or extreme poverty. Poverty is a key IELTS word. Um, It comes from poor is the adjective. So it's an irregular word formation. Um, Poor changes to poverty. So they like it. If you go to my vocabulary resources on my website, on the menu, you will find a list of exercises and um, kind of sets of word formation, uh, irregular word formations, which I else likes. Find those there, print them off and practice them because they come up very often. Finally, let's go to the last part, questions 38 to 40. Which three of the following problems are mentioned in connection with 20th century housing in the East End? So, A, an unsympathetic landlords. B, unclean water. C, heating problems. D, high rents. E, overcrowding. F, poor standards of building. And G, houses catching fire. Well, all of those could be possible. You can't possibly guess any of those. So let's start. We're looking for three. That brief outline takes us to the beginning of the 20th century. And now we'll turn to housing. At the beginning of the century, living conditions for the majority of working people in East London were very basic indeed. Houses were crowded closely together and usually very badly built because there was no regulation. So that is the answer. They were crowded together and badly built. The keyword is badly built, which is poor standards of building. But the poor and needy were attracted by the possibility of work and they had to be housed. It was the availability rather than the condition of the housing that was the major concern for tenants and landlords alike. So landlords are mentioned there, but there's no mention that they were unsympathetic. Few houses had electricity at this time, so other sources of power were used, like coal for the fires which heated perhaps just one room. 
Now that, believe it or not, is the answer. The answer is heating problems. Because they didn't have electricity, they had to use coal, which meant maybe only one room was heated. So that's it, heating problems. It then says, of course, the smoke from these contributed a great deal to the air pollution for which London used to be famous. Finally, a tiny, damp, unhealthy house like this might well be occupied by two full families, possibly including several children, grandparents, aunts and uncles. That's it. It's overcrowding that a small, tiny house would have two families with several children, grandparents, aunts and uncles. That means it was overcrowded. So that is the third answer. Okay, so that is it. I just thought I'd give you a picture of Victorian times and what it used to be like and why they desperately needed Christmas to get them through the winter. Thank goodness it's not that bad anymore. But I would like to wish you a very happy and restful and peaceful holiday season, whether you celebrate Christmas or not, or however you celebrate it. I hope that you have some time to relax and some time to think about your plans for 2019 and um, how you're going to go about achieving your goals. Um, That's it. (laughs) Thank you ever so much for following me. Thank you for your support and your comments and all your likes and your lovely feedback. Um, And thanks for keeping in touch with me and telling me what you'd like me to do more of. I will always try and do that. Um, Just please do get in touch and let me know any way you can. So I'll be back soon. I hope you have a lovely evening. All the best. Bye for now. Bye.